Manx Radio Podcasts, powered by Shaw. Hello and welcome to this week's Countryside with Kiri Kermode and myself, Simon Clark, and a busy weekend for uh, and week for Manx events, and certainly one to come up as well because uh, you're going to be talking to a lady and her dog companion who are competing in Birmingham at the Crufts, Kiri. Yes, they're very excited to be going. Vori Horn is in her last year of the Young Kennel Club competition at the NEC and her lovely dog Isla, a Manx-bred dog, and she's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, good old Manxy there. Four legs, though. Oh, yes. Yeah, good enough. <laughs> and also, uh, I went along to Balaguer in Peel, the outskirts of Peel, uh, to get a bit of history about the ploughing match that a lot of people uh, associate with Cronkavody. But uh, Raymond Gorn uh, tells me a little bit about the history of that during the programme. I spoke to some of the people taking part uh, with the horse side of it too. There was horses and tractors involved in a, in a beautiful setting it was at the, looking over towards the switchback road there. So that's uh, all to come as well. And you've been at two big Manx popular events. I certainly have the uh, World Bonnig Championship with over 40, 45 Bonnigs in competition. Do they all look the same? Oh, certainly not. There was a very big variation and uh, not many people would give away their secret recipes either. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was a really awful weathered night, so it was a good turnout. And also the Breda Stedford, a very traditional event. Um, Lots and lots of people turned out in another awful night, but... uh, the, the young children taking part in that were just fantastic. Oh so here's uh, all of that in full detail now on Countryside. Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. But first, Bonnigs. <laughs> <laughs> They're all shapes and sizes. <laughs> they certainly are. And you were at the World Championships. We went along to uh, St. James's Church in Dorby to see what it was all about, but there was many, many shapes and sizes, and there was over 40 bonnigs. And I caught up with some of the people involved to find out a little bit of history. Yes, it's at least 20 years that we've been running it here. It's a full house tonight. You know, everybody's you know coming from miles around to take part, and there's some fantastic bonnigs. Is this just normal? Yeah, we've the last few years it's built up, and it's lovely to see that, especially young people, getting interested in a proper bonnig rather than what some people call a bonnig, which is in fact they're selling a fruitcake, and it's bonnig is bonnig, and it's you know nice to keep that tradition. That's it, and also there's some secrets in their recipes as well that have passed out from generation to generation as well well there is but um our doby bonnig is uh, in our cookbook so uh, our, we've um, given our secrets away so anybody <laughs> can make the bonnig out of the doby cookbook but it's, it's also a nice charity night as well it, there's money raised for some very good causes here yeah every year we pick two charities a local one an isle of man charity and a, and a charity abroad and this year we're having tabitha's trust who uh, supports bereaved parents who've lost babies by stillbirth or straight after they've been born and the Paha Trust which is a fantastic charity. And that's further afield? It's in Nepal yeah so um, Kurt Michael has twinned with Nepal and um, they build schools and uh, Howard Green's telling us tonight they've built 132 schools in oh, Nepal wow. with the money they've raised just on the island and the flag for the Isle of Man is flying in Nepal. That is absolutely wonderful but tonight as well we're having such great entertainment from very young people as well. Yeah that's really nice. Dot Tilbury is a great support to us out here and she's arranged a fantastic concert party. 
We're very pleased, yes. And the, and the ladies, it's all homemade supper as well. All homemade cakes and sandwiches, aren't they brilliant? They really were so tasty. <laughs> Paul, you've been involved with bacon for many years, and mm-hmm. here you are at the, the World Bonnet Championship yeah. here today. What do you think of the competition here? Oh, good standard of bacon, yeah, it's good. It's housewives bacon. Oh, right. It's not commercial it's housewives what the housewife can make yeah there's a whole display of different types of bonnings there's fruit there's plain what yeah. were you looking for in particular texture really and that it was cooked because you'll often get a bonnet and it's not cooked and it's yeah. a bit dodgy in the middle and, and i go by smell a lot i don't go by taste i, I smell it because and if you get a bonnet that's got too much bicarbonate of soda in it you can't taste the rest you bite one that's got bicarbonate of soda it kills your taste buds and you can't you can't taste the rest of them. Oh, goodness so me. it's not fair to, i don't think it's fair to taste them i, I go by right. smell and texture right and, and feeling it like, yeah and the original ingredients they were very basic back when what's in them today and what would be the basic ingredients? Well, in the old days, it, it would, there was no self-raising flour in them days. It would be, uh, be plain flour, bicarbonate of soda, cream of tartar, buttermilk off the farm. Like There was none of your commercial buttermilk then. It all came off the farm. Your fruit and a bit of sugar, and that was it. Yeah. And a good pair of hands. <laughs> well, he yeah. always said it was cooked at the end of the day on a griddle for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen it cooked on a griddle. I always do mine in the oven. These, these have all been done in an oven tonight. There's no griddle ones here. Dominic, congratulations on your win in the gentleman's class. So, what is your secret Thank of this bonnig? Well, if that's a secret, I'm afraid. So, oh, uh, come I, on. I, I can't give away those. <laughs> those little secrets there but this gentleman's bought it and he's trying to uh, fathom out what the secret is but (laughs) mum's the word (laughs) so how did you become getting involved with this this is all down to uh, a colleague that i work with helen and uh, she's been here for a number of years now and uh, is a past winner and Ah. she'll be um, rather annoyed that she hasn't won this year and i have People have come from miles around, and you're certainly one of those. Yes, I've come all the way from Port Erin, a treacherous journey. <laughs> it was an awful night out there, though. It was. And will you be back, though, reigning champion? Uh, I will have to come and defend my, my title uh, <laughs> next year. That was Dominic Gordon, Peter Kelly, and Margie Killier. And uh, the World Bonnig Championships, the full lineup of the winners on the night. Children's class was won by Eva Jones. The gents' class, as we heard there, was Dominic Gordon. Gluten-free class was Vanessa Callan. Uh, the commercial one was the Niable Cafe. And the ladies and overall winner of the Buttermilk Trophy was Carolyn Conraid. But you were also out and about this weekend, Simon, with all the wet weather. Yes, uh, the ploughing match, the annual one uh, that's sometimes at Kronkavardi and uh, this year the turn at Balagur in Peel, they're just outside Peel. And uh, I went along, spoke to some of the people ploughing with the horses. There was tractors there as well. I spoke to some of the ladies who were uh, providing the refreshments in the tent there, which is always a big part of it as well. But firstly, I caught up with one of the organisers and uh, one of the people who's been contending it for many years in the past, Raymond Gorn. First of all, I asked him about the history of the event. Well, Raymond Gorn, a change of scenery here at Balagur for the Cronky Plough Match, but it's not a new thing being here, is it? Put your straight first, it's not really the Cronky. We started it off many years ago as the horse plough championships for a few years we ran it with just horses then it started to dwindle off a little bit numbers were so we involved the tractors then since then it's been 
more tractors than horses. Like, I can remember the very first match we had, we had nine pair of horses there. It's always been connected with Cronky Lake, because Jim and who else was there? There was a few of us that was sort of involved with Cronky. And the Goldies. <laughs> and uh, we sort of got together then, like, you know, and ran it as a horse match. So that's what it still really goes by, is the, the Cronky Valley horse match, like, you know. Right. But, so, but not many horses here today. No, no, mm. no. But at present moment, it's a good day if we get four pair of horses. It seems to be the young ones that were interested for a while have sort of packed in all together. And it's just the older ones that's sort of keeping it going now, like, you know. But must admit, it's nice to see the horses and people seem to come and spend more interest in the horses than they do with the tractors, like, you know. You've had a bit of trouble with the weather complicating things this year, I suppose, too. I think that's sort of spoilt a few of the numbers on 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 the tractor's side, like, and the horses. As it turned out, it's not a bad day today. <laughs> no, no. Well, even if, it, if the numbers are down, there's there's a future still in it, though, isn't there? Oh, I would think yes. so, yes. As long as we're all involved, like, I think it's, uh, there's always a nice sort of a crowd, like, to, mm. to keep things going. Well, Ian Tilly, you're uh, in command, I think, of the horses today with the ploughing on your area. We're trying our best. Well, I'm not entirely convinced the horses aren't running it, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been doing this? Be four or five years now. Yeah. Does it get easier? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's just good fun. It's really good fun. It's, what, uh, what's the tricky bit of it? Um, the, the coordination between the plough and trying to keep the horses intact? In yeah, the horses are good. They're well versed in it and they keep going. It's the human errors is the biggest problem, really. Keeping it straight, trying to watch everywhere what's going on. It's practice. It's like anything's practice. Yeah, I need to practice more. <laughs> <laughs> practice makes perfect. But there's quite a bit of science in the getting the, the buys and the clashes together to meet up, isn't there? There is. You know the theory, but it's going to work in practical side sometimes hard a bit, isn't it? And what what sort of area do you have to plough in a match? Is it is it always a the similar sort of it's size area? Similar, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure of the, of the entire width, but uh, it's always similar kind of sizes. Just very slightly, but um, it's quite a long one today and not that wide, so it's all right. It's a nice field, believe yeah. it. Saying it's it's not many stones in it. No, no, it's it's uh, how many stones come out. And it's fairly dry. It's what about well. the plough that you've got here? Yeah, that's going well today. It's the first time we've done Magstar with that plough, so we had a few modifications to start with, hence the ratchet strap. But now it's going okay. Yeah. The hammer on the side of it there, the and the adjustable the, uh, spanner. That's the important <laughs> stuff. <laughs> well, I'll let you crack on and get finished anyway. Okay, thank you very much. Well, Mona Karush, you seem to be behind the thicker things, uh, which has been part of the Gronkavori clown match for many years, the, the food. Yes, I've been here for years and years. It's part and parcel of it, though. You've got the, the homemade cakes and the soup and everything. Nothing too exotic, I suppose, no. for the plowers, is it? Well, what we have, we have bacon baps, sausage baps, homemade soup, which is always very nice, made by Gordon, and all homemade cakes which brings the people in, you know, the homemade stuff. And how long have you been involved in it yourself? Oh, 40 years. Is it? (laughs) Probably more than that. How how did you get involved in it? Well, my dad ploughed, you know, he always ploughed, and my brother's ploughing today in us. The family have always been interested in the ploughing matches, and... um, and I've always come along to help with the, you know, with the catering with the girls. Never took to turn on the sod yourself? I've never tried it, no. Never tried it? <laughs> never tried it, no. Never been tempted? No. <laughs> Some of the people there involved in the ploughing match which this year was held 
at uh, Balagur in Peel. What a beautiful view there is, Kiri, there, looking back towards the, the switchback road and everything. And you know, Hardly really heard us talking there. Hardly a stone in the field, which is so rare for the Manx uh, fields, isn't it? It certainly is, but Peel's always renowned for some of the nicest, sandier ground, isn't it? So uh, it might have been a bit of an easier day for the boys out there. Oh, she was tricky enough on foot, though. <laughs> so slippery old conditions, but... Uh, they were coping well with it. Uh, numbers were a little bit down, but of course uh, the weather had played havoc with it uh, over the past few weeks. But uh, great to see a good turnout and people still enjoying it. But uh, as they were saying there, a few more wouldn't go amiss. It's uh, quite a relaxing sort of sport by the sounds of things. Tough work, but I would say fairly rewarding. It certainly is, and plus they get to go to the UK and compete over there as well. So it's you never know; you could be very good at it. Ah, the Manx have done well, and then what have we? Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. And talking about trips away to different events, I suppose there isn't much bigger ones in the dog world than the the one you're going to talk about next. Yes, that's it. The annual Cruft Show at the NEC in Birmingham. And we're very lucky to have some competitors go from the Isle of Man. And one of those competitors is Vori Horn from Peel with her dog Isla. And I caught up with them last Wednesday at their training opportunity. Yep, I have since I was about 11. I started um, with my first dog, a little cocker spaniel called Muffin just started off we went to pet class with my mum and then the lady that ran that she decided to give that up so put us in touch with Ramsey Dog Training Club went along to that for a few months and then was asked did I want to try competitive obedience and gave it a whirl and 12 years later here I am still going <laughs> but you obviously got a different breed of dog this time though with Isla yeah I got a different one this time we moved to the moved to the dark side got a border collie now <laughs> <laughs> but border collies are known to be obedient we, like we use them on the farms they are a fantastic easy going dog do you find this with the work you do for the dog competitions yeah I mean if you look at the obedience world then they are most predominantly border collies I mean there is a variety of breeds that take part but when you get to like the top, it is mainly border collies that are there. A few Malinois, um, German shepherds, predominantly border collies. And you've been involved with the Young Kennel Club, and this is your final year, but you've got a massive event ahead of you this week. Yeah, so um, you've got to be under 25 to be in the Young Kennel Club, so I'm just getting in there. <laughs> 11 months left. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is like the last time I can do it, so super excited to have qualified. So Crufts is the actual be-all and end-all of every dog handler's dream. Are you nervous? I'm absolutely petrified. <laughs> but it is your second time, though. You, you did take Muffin. I did take Muffin, yeah. I took Muffin back in 2011. But this is the first time competing there with Isla. We did go just do the display, the puppy display last year with all the brothers. First full litter to ever take part in that. So that was a great event, but this is the first time competing with her. So. But she's only a young, young dog herself at, at 17 months old. Do you, will the other dogs in your class be older? I mean, yeah, I think so. There's a variety. I mean, I know one of the other dogs that are there with um, my friend Amy, um, Alfie. He's nearly five now. Um, so, I mean, Isla is he's still a young dog, but... No, I'm the old one, so I'm going to have to pull it up for her, aren't I? <laughs> well, you've got a, a fantastic connection with Isla. I've seen you here tonight at, at Andrea's Parish Hall. How do you get that bond? Is it something you create or is it something that is bred into these dogs? I think you can create it, obviously, um, but I think also it's just one of them things, you, you just have a connection. Um, I think I'm quite in a unique position with Isla. Um, my friend Breda and Ramsey, um, Jean, and I was with Isla, with Isla's mum through most of the pregnancy. And then I got to meet Isla from when she was 
you know, old enough to be allowed to human contact. And then I, I went through it from there, and then obviously she moved home eight weeks old, and we've been inseparable ever since, really. And is she a pet, though? Yeah, first and foremost, she's definitely a pet. She is, like, princess <laughs> of the house, gets run of the house, gets everything she wants. Um, but, yeah, pets, definitely top for her, but she loves her work as well, so... She's obviously a very energetic dog. It must take hours of walking and a good diet to keep her in such fantastic condition. Yeah, she is an absolute lunatic, um, <laughs> as you've seen from tonight, but... I mean, yeah, we take daily walks um, and then usually at the weekend we're up one of the plantations or up one of the hills and um, just keeping her fit, especially now when the run up to Crofts we've been stomping all over the island. But She's got a real sharpness about it. Is that essential for a dog to, you know, to, to get to Crofts? Have they got to have something a little bit different? I think they do. They've got to be willing to work and I think with Isla she's got that natural drive. She wants to work, she wants to please. So I think that's helped, obviously. And you said before that her father was actually from an international sheepdog trial strain. Yeah, so her dad is on the ISDS um, register, um, which is the International Sheepdog Trial Society. And um, so he's from the working lines. And her mum was from agility and showing lines. So she's, she's got it in her blood. She's got it from all angles then, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what do you hope to do? This is your, your last year, obviously, at this age at Crufts. Will you continue to do the qualifiers? Because it's not easy to get in. You have to go to the UK five, six times a year to get into this competition. I mean, I don't think I'd do the qualifiers now. My aim was to get her to Crufts. Um, she's done that for me. I'd say this is the last year I can compete, so I'd probably give somebody else, some of the younger generation, a chance to get up there, get involved in it. I mean, it is, it's a once-in-a-lifetime event for me now. It's the first time I've qualified for it, the last time I can qualify for it. So, yeah, I'll be plugging the younger ones from now on. So in years to come, do you think Isla will improve or change much more? That's the game. That's the plan. Um, we're not going to give up our training just because we've been to Crufts now. Um, you know, we're going to aim for the top. Why be in it if you're not going to? Um, but obviously, it's just all about the fun. It's fun first for her. If she's going to carry on enjoying it, then I'm going to carry on training it. And also, you're taking part in the display team with other members. Yeah, so we're taking part in the, um, the Good Citizen Dog Scheme. We're the silver display team. We train the Good Citizen Scheme here at Ramsey. and We're the only club on the island that do offer that facility. Second year, we've been invited by the Kennel Club to go and do the silver display. So that just kind of promotes responsible dog ownership, you know, the heel on the lead, the no jumping up to people, the, the bit of the countryside code, you know, dogs on lead around sheep and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we're really excited. We've got a team of nine going. You have to do it to music, I, I was told, here tonight. Yeah, so um, last year we had the Bagara. We've only just stopped singing that now. And this year we've got the Adams family going around our heads, so everyone's clicking themselves, doing to work and... You know, walk around the hall clicking. Um. But it's all a bit of good fun as well. You know, it's, in, it's enjoying yourself, your pet, your connection with animals. It's a great hobby to be involved in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as I say, it's, it's just having fun with your pet. Um, you know, we always put the pets first. Um, it's fun first. You know, and while they're enjoying it, we're going to carry on doing it. You know, we've got here at Ramsey, we've got a variety of ages of dogs, breeds of dogs, sides of dogs, and again, with the handlers. You know, we've got children coming, and then we've got, like the seniors as we call them that come and get involved it's never too late to teach an old dog new tricks then Vori absolutely not no that was a very enthusiastic Vori Horn talking about her trip away to Crufts yeah it really is a special trip for for the dog owners and dog lovers and, and a chance you know for anyone I suppose I haven't been but I know some people um, who, who are taking them from the Isle of Man over to there and it must be a, a special event even if you don't win to be part of that massive massive um, Crufts 
show at Birmingham, isn't it? Oh, certainly is. But they have to go through qualifiers and some of these girls have been going away maybe five or six times in the year to get a qualifier to actually make it to Crufts. And they're coming up against 10 or 15 dogs in each competition. So it's it's no mean feat and they've certainly done very, very well. And it's uh, people from all around the world that's competing in that, isn't it? And the dogs and the massive, uh, you know, breeding backgrounds that some of them have got I suppose isn't it but very closely scrutinised aren't they? Oh they certainly are and uh, they have to be absolutely top notch on that day and they've watched you know televisions there, the you know, bright lights it's going to be yeah, very exciting for them. Not going to let our cheap dogs in I don't think are they? No. <laughs> <laughs> be lucky to get in on the cells wouldn't we? <laughs> well dogs have featured in the past at Various Isle of Man events, and particularly the the Braid of Stedford, Kerry, haven't they? Years gone by, I'm not sure they were saying strategies and things <laughs> like that. Well, you were there this weekend. Was there any was any taking part? No, not this weekend. It was mostly singing and speech reading. And oh, it was fantastic. So I went along to the Braid on what was an awful night to speak to some of the people taking part and some of the people organising it. Yet another successful night here at the Braid of Stedford. It is indeed, Kerry. I was a bit concerned because I know of quite a few people who weren't able to come this year because of various other events on, and you wonder who'll turn up. Will anybody turn up? It'll be a very short night if nobody turned up to perform, but as you've seen already this evening, we've had some new competitors taking part, and they've really enjoyed it, and that's the spirit of the Braid of Stedford, and long may that continue. I've had a little natter with some of the younger ones there, and they will be back. It's given them great encouragement, and it's an opportunity for them to get out and take part in such a wide audience. It is, because I know there are some people who will bring guild pieces up to the Braid of Stedford, because the guild is not that long away now, towards the end of April, and it's a good chance, if you've been learning your words, to get up and sing in front of an audience. And I'm sure that must be a great help to competitors. I know we've got quite a few adults here who'll be singing later on, and especially the ladies solo who'll be doing their guild pieces. And it's been lovely to have the youngsters here this evening. It's a long time since we've had a children's competition. It used to be on the Saturday afternoon, and the numbers dwindled away and it's had to stop. But looking at what we've had tonight, you wonder, maybe at some point in the future we can start a children's class again. Well, it certainly looks that way. It's inundated at the back with the children, and oh, they really are enjoying it. They are. And they they're are. finding some of the instrumental classes with uh, Eric with his saw. <laughs> they find there's absolutely hidden silence at the back. Oh, yes. He really is one of the great characters at the braid each year, and it's always great to see him here. And then Dot Tilbury and Dan Sale are going to do a piece later on as well for everyone to enjoy. We, we look forward to that. I hope you leave the microphone running for those pair as well. But there's so many people willing to come and give their time and talents each year it's great well we've had a new start time this year chris 7 p.m sharp yes. well it wasn't that sharp and i don't think we'll be finishing that much earlier because here we are it's 10 to 10 and we've only just done the first four items out of 14 so we'll see we'll see it could be 1 a.m again then it, well some of us have been here even later than one o'clock in the morning so. but it just shows that everyone's having a wonderful night out in oh, the countryside are. yes yes very much so Kerry. graham crow you have a very difficult job here tonight and it's definitely not on the stage well yes i've been asked to stand in this year for alan wilcox who's uh, inconvenienced by having a knee replacement operation yesterday so 
the news is good, he's come through it very well, so uh, Alan's been up here adjudicating probably the best part of 50 years, I would think, and I don't, shouldn't think he's missed any or many years since then, but anyway, I'm sure he'll be back in this seat again next year, but I'm quite happy to keep it warm for him. <laughs> well, you'll be certainly missed off the stage this year. Well, yeah, it's nice to be on the other side of the, uh, the other side of it for a change and let, just and sit back and enjoy listening to other people and then have something uh, maybe nice or maybe critical to say about them. It's been certainly entertainment, some of your comments here tonight, but it's quite a difficult choice to make. There's some very talented singers and, and speech makers here at the Braid. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's just the, the adjudicator's decision is final. It's just whatever <laughs> uh, comes across which performance you enjoyed the most and uh, we don't take it too seriously but it's, they're, they're here to entertain us and enjoy it for themselves and if they can do both of those things then they've got a good chance of getting a certificate to take home. And certainly here tonight we've got some very talented young members as well turned up. It's nice to see some new people yes and, and some that are on the, on the right uh, the right side of the age spectrum, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Try to give them a bit of encouragement, and uh, it's all about them having the courage to stand up there and, and performing as best as they can, and, uh, and hopefully we'll not discourage them in any way. Lexi, you're a class winner here tonight. Which class did you take part in? The recital from memory class. And what was the title of your work tonight? The Mafia Cats by Roger McGough. And have you been practising for a long time? Because obviously it's your very first time at the Braid of Stedford. Yes, and we've been doing poems at school, and we're meant to recite them by memory. So that's lots of practice for the braid. And what made you come here tonight to the Estedford? I'm here with a few friends. And also your sister, she's been in a big competition. Katie, which class did you take part in? I took part in the instrumental class. And what, what piece did you do? Um, I did Ghosts at Midnight on the piano. And were you very nervous? Yes. <laughs> and there's a very big audience in there tonight, Katie. Yeah. You're both class winners, so you, will you be back next time, Lexi? Very much so. And Katie? Probably. Sophie, you're also a class winner here tonight. What did you take part in? Playing the violin. And how did you begin to learn to play the violin? My teacher, Miss Lawrence, asked if I wanted to play the violin or do a violin class at school. Which school do you go to? Balacotia. And have you enjoyed here tonight? Because there's a lot, a lot of people here in this room to play in front of. Did you get nervous? Yeah. And you're obviously a class winner. Will this encourage you to come back next year, maybe? Yes. <laughs> So you've travelled a great number of miles to come here to the Braid of Stedford. I have a hundred, well it was 257 on the clock and uh, I wouldn't miss it for anything. It, was, it really is the heart of some of Manx culture. It certainly is, but you do live on the island but you're here visiting. Yeah, I try to fit in with looking after mum. So I actually manipulated the dates and told my wife I had to come this weekend bring mum back because, um, well, there was something I wanted to go to. But uh, it's wonderful to see, especially the young people um, involved in the art, especially the, the Celtic and Manx roots, which I'm really passionate about. My sons are in a band called Port Erin in UK, and they do more to promote the Isle of Man than anything else on, in England. So um, I love meeting people who have a heart and love for the island. Uh, especially the music, as I say, I'm very interested in music. That was Alan Ty, Lexi and Katie Forbes, Sophie Heinsen, Graham Crow, and Chris Lyon. It was great uh, that the John Kenny Trophy was presented to to Lexi on the night. Uh, 
in great memory of John and he'd be so proud to because he was so he was so much uh, involved and an instigator of keeping them events going John wasn't he he certainly was yeah. and every year they do they talk about him and, and some of the jokes and, and stories that he has and uh, it was lovely to see Lexi get it she was a very talented young person there and really shone out so good luck to her for the future yeah, indeed just before we go, I want to tell you about the annual fun working day that's taking place at Starvey Farm. Uh, this Saturday, the 11th of March, it starts at 11.30 and you can try your hand at uh, the ploughing with the horses and the long raining there as well. Refreshments and food are available and the admission is free. So that's all happening at the Starvey Farm, the annual fun working day, uh, this Saturday, the 11th of March at 11.30. <music> Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. There you are, crammed all into the programme this week. Uh, Bonnigs and Plowen and the uh, shows and some crufts as well. It's a great variation, isn't it? And we say it often enough on this programme, but it is uh, hats off to the people who keep these events going, isn't it? Because, you know, it's a lot of hard work, I suppose, and this day and age, people just can't be bothered like they used to, are they? Oh, well, I'll leave it to somebody else. I haven't got time. That's it, look at Facebook. It just shows there's lots of events to go to at the weekends and in the evenings. There's plenty to do on this island, so, uh, yeah, just get to find out what's on. Yeah, and we don't know what's going to be on next week's program. Well, we do, actually. Because it's going to be the Young Farmers concert. We'll be looking back at that on next week's Countryside. So until then, for me, Simon Clark. And me, Kerry Kermode. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Don't sit in the slow lane. Join the fast lane right now with Shaw's all-new Superfast Plus Broadband. Enjoy more bandwidth, amazing speeds and the best value on the island from just £23.95 per month. So don't be left behind. Get a piece of the high-speed action with Superfast Plus Broadband from Shaw. For details, visit our stores in Douglas, Ramsey and Port Erin or click shore.com. Love being sure. Terms and conditions apply.